Hey guys, we're back for another episode of Build Your Own Fairy Tale, the podcast for women who aren't willing to settle and they want more out of life, more of the magic that life has to offer to build that ultimate fairy tale, or you know what, something even better than you could have dreamed of. This is your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to get out there and make your own magic. So consider yourself sprinkled with fairy dust and let's go. Hey guys, welcome back. Last week, we took a moment to reflect look back on what we have accomplished so far on our journey alongside one another. I truly hope you've taken some steps, baby steps welcome, in moving closer to your fairy tale. Because even with baby steps, if we're aiming at the right target, which is our version of a fairy tale, we're going to get there eventually, no matter how many times we have to recalculate. This week, I sat down with another dear friend, Emily Landgraf. Emily and I have had the privilege to work together for a few years as business partners, and though we have both since moved on from those roles, we've kept in touch and support one another on our personal growth journeys. Emily is a career and life coach who focuses on connecting well-being, mindset, and energy to career confidence and professional satisfaction. Think of it as tips for making the job search fun. She had so many gems to share with us that I wanted to break it down to give you time to digest all of this amazing content. Because whether you're building a career or just working for that paycheck, we spend a lot of our waking hours at work. And if you're not happy there, guess what? There's a good chance that will spill over into other areas of your life. I'm even thinking of our last guest, Lori Gerber, who noted she originally hired her coach to focus on her career, but ended up finding spillover and needing support in saving her relationship with her husband. So on that tangent, let's meet Emily and talk about your resume and finding your why. Emily, I know you well. We've worked together for many years. Uh, Very excited to have you on the podcast. But for our listeners who don't have the privilege of having worked with you or know what you do, can you start us off by telling us a little bit about you and your passion? Sure. Yes, Kristen, the feeling is mutual. I have thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you and being on this wild life of and journey of life and uh, careers with you. I am a personal growth junkie, Jersey girl, and lover of all things resumes, career growth, um, endurance sports, and just kind of finding yourself. And that has led me to, my personal journey has led me to what I do in my career and in my side hustle, which is I help people to find themselves, to explore what their personal success looks like, what their professional success looks like through coaching and development. And it's been a a wild ride, I think, particularly with where we are right now for so many people coming out of COVID, coming out of so many changes that we've seen in the world. And it's been a really exciting place and space to be um, over the past three years now, but I've been doing this for almost a decade and really just excited to be here to talk to you about and your listeners around what they can be doing and their personal growth journeys. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And just back up if you would, because the fact that you love resumes to me is like, oh, I I wouldn't say that I quite love them (laughs) as much. And I, I wonder if some of our listeners may have that feeling too. So tell us what it is about resumes that like, I mean, I can see that it lights you up when you talk about them. So what is it about resumes that is so exciting to you? Oh yeah. It's a very dangerous question to ask me. I could talk for hours about that. So I guess it was almost 20 years ago that I really got into resumes. 
you are not the first person to tell me I can't believe you love resumes and that amazes them that it lights you up. And in all honesty, it's funny because only in the past year have I been able to admit that with owning it and realizing it's okay that I own that, right? I had so much judgment of myself of like, it's really weird that you love resumes, Emily. Like it's not really something that's normal. You probably shouldn't tell people that. It's people will think you're crazy, which is totally okay. I guess I got over them thinking I'm nuts for loving resumes. But it started for me as helping people to think about how they tell their stories uh, in, with their resume. And it started really, I'd say, tactically about editing bullets and helping people structure when they were looking for new jobs. But what I have really realized and what I have come to love even more about them over the years is your resume is really just a piece of your journey. It's a piece of the way in which you tell your story and the way in which you have to structure your story. What I think, what I find most people find to be intimidating about their resumes is that you have to write down your accomplishments. And so often we don't like to think about what's good about ourselves, right? We struggle with, we, it's so easy. Our brains are programmed to find what's wrong with us. To, mm-hmm. to identify where we aren't capable, to identify those things that we should build more as opposed to say, oh, I'm really good at this and I'm really good at that and I can help you with this. And that programming gets in our way so much when it's time to get into our resumes and when it's time to start our job search because we hear the voices of everyone who's told us we can't do that or we can't do this and that inner critic that we have. And so for me, a resume is just that, initial starting point to figuring out who you are. What is it that you want to put on paper that talks about you and to be able to articulate your story and your value? And I think it's that gateway to discovering yourself. Um, It certainly has been a gateway for discovering myself. And I just, I love being able to help people with that. Um, There's nothing, there's nothing better than watching someone realize, oh, I did that. Yeah, you did that. High five. Well done. Awesome. I mean, I like how you put it as a gateway to discovering yourself. Cause I've always thought of myself as like a self-help enthusiast, never a resume junkie, but I like that now I'm like, oh yeah, it does kind of fit real nicely together. And really it's a piece of your puzzle, but what you do, your job, your career is such a huge part of your life, right? How many hours do you spend in that role? If you're in a full-time role or maybe even it's part-time, but you spend a good chunk of your hours in that capacity, right? So if you're not happy there, that's a big piece of the puzzle. That's like, not so great. Absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, what's interesting is we always go to resumes as being career focused and as being job focused. But what was really interesting, I was looking the other day and talking to people and No, I was talking to someone who was a really big hiker and she was talking about her hiking resume. So what mountains have you hiked? Have you hiked Kilimanjaro? Have you hiked Everest? Have you hiked any of the big peaks in Rainier in in the States? So there can be various types of resumes. If you want to run a marathon and you want to be the pacer in like the New York marathon, you have to submit a running resume. How many marathons have you run? What pace have you run them at? And there are so many different resumes, so to speak, that tell your story that combine to become who you are. 
right? So you have your career resume. If you're a chef, you have your, your, your chef's resume, right? What are the things that you can cook? What are the things that you're really good at? What types of restaurants have you worked in that tell someone your culinary skills? If you're a hiker or an outdoorsman, you have your outdoors skills. And if you're an athlete, you may have your, your race resume. And there are so many different things. And so we limit ourselves so often to our careers as our resume, but really building all of the things that we are doing tie into you know, who we are as a person and connect to our happiness and what we love to do and make us who we are. So every day we're building a resume, whether you're building your career resume that day or you're building your vacation resume for where you might want to go next and what your goals are and what you've already accomplished. It really varies. Uh, that was just such a perfect fit for also describing you're building your own fairy tale, right? You are taking, you are cultivating, you are building skills, you are having or enjoying the journey to get to whatever your goal finish line is. And we've talked about too, how it's not the goal itself. It's the journey. It's the everyday. I love how it was like a whole different way to describe it. And it makes total sense. Totally. Well, and I think also, right. One of the things that is really intimidating about a resume oftentimes is that you have to say what you've done. And so often we struggle to identify what we've done, Yep. right? It can be hard to recognize, oh, I, I accomplished this, right? And so, because we view it as what we do every day, right? How often I do this to myself all the time and I hear my friends do it for themselves all the time and clients do it for themselves all the time. You just ran a race, you planned a vacation, um, with your family, you went on that vacation, you are making things happen at work and delivering projects or delivering milestones of projects. And all of those things are accomplishments. All of those things are resume worthy in some way, shape or form, right? The complexity of a resume is actually deciding which ones are not important to put on it because there should be so many things. But so often we get caught in thinking like, yeah, this is just what I do. Like, it's not that impressive. It's not that big a deal. But it is a big deal. What you do, the, the little things that you do and the accomplishments that you have day to day and month to month, and those things are significant and they're story worthy. And I think that's one of the things that I find to be exciting about a resume too, because it's your opportunity to say like, okay, I've been doing things. What are the things I should now tell people about? What are the things that I should be doing? And really re- requires you to reflect on what is amazing about it. Yeah. And so many things come to mind for me when you talk about that, because I'm like, yeah, it's almost like if you do it well, that resume should be the thing that you look at, you read that hypes you up before you're going into the big thing, the big race, the big meeting, because you're like, yeah, look at all I've done. Look at this. And it is, it's just so natural. I think more so as women than men, but I think both sides do something that may come easy to you and you excel at you aren't as quick to be like, yeah, look at what I did because it was easy. But to someone else, that was really hard, right? Or they can't even do that. So I like this reframing of how you're talking about it. You know, when I think about things, it's it's always interesting. And I'll speak about running. So I'm a runner. And I remember joining my running club many years ago. And I remember just being surrounded by people who ran marathons. And I thought that was like the craziest thing ever. So I had never run a marathon. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, these people just like, this is what they do every day. And, and it was what they did every day. So they thought nothing of it. So 
in, in all likelihood, they would run a marathon and they would think, oh yeah, I just ran a marathon. For the rest of us, right? For so many of us, it's like, oh my God, you ran a marathon? That's crazy. It's the same with projects at work. Like, it's like, I, I ran this meeting today. Yeah, but do you know who was in that meeting? You had people who were really senior in that meeting. You had to manage many different personalities in that meeting. You had to manage so many different perspectives, points of view, conflicting points of view, right? Getting people, corralling the cats of nobody really knows what direction we're going and organizing that. Even simple things like running a meeting is, is an accomplishment. And now some of those may not be worth putting on your resume. Some of them may, depending on the scope, but it's really recognizing those things that, that you do day in and day out that are extremely impressive that we just think of as life. I like that. And when you think of the examples of, okay, I ran a really big meeting, then what are your tips? It's like, how do you break that down and tell the story on the resume of like, I ran a big meeting, hmm, not so great, but if it, you have to elaborate and tell the story of like you just did, like why the meeting was an accomplishment in and of itself. The biggest thing that I see in resumes and the biggest thing that I see in all aspects of our lives and careers is we so often forget the why we're doing it. And it's so easy to talk about the things that you do at work in particular with like, a, I just, you know, I just sent this email. I just sent, I just wrote this presentation. I just ran this meeting. I just delivered this project. And, you know, we know that those things aren't easy. We all give ourselves some version of credit for any of those minor accomplishments. But at the end of the day, like your goal is to deliver something. Your goal is to contribute to something bigger. So I just took on a new job. I am moving into a new role. I am a couple of weeks in. And right now I'm working on building my strategic plans. And so like anytime you come into a new job, there are a million things going on. You're trying to learn what's going on. You're trying to learn the personalities. You're trying to learn the places. And you want to prove to people that you're successful. Like you want to demonstrate that you're good. You were the right person to hire. And what I'm finding myself doing right now is I need to start with, well, what's my goal? My objective is to help people grow. My objective is to help people learn new skills. My objective is to contribute to the company and to the organization and build a talent pipeline. That is a huge goal, vision, mission. And so even though I'm going, most of my job will be sending emails and organizing meetings and delivering projects. My why is to be able to help people grow in their careers, to help the, the company be able to move forward and achieve bigger things because we're, we're developing talent and having strong people in the teams to be able to move forward. And that why is what makes the meetings that I'm going to deliver important. And so bringing that together is, I think, so critical. Yeah, I love that. And it makes it, it, makes it more than just the thing, more than just the meeting, the email, the presentation. And you can even think about it when we had the opportunity to work together, we, you were doing a lot around the communications piece, right? And the most important thing, you know, whenever I talk about resumes, people have to understand nobody hires you for what you did. They hire you for what you're going to do for them. And they don't hire you to run meetings or to send emails, right? That's not what they're hiring you to do. They're hiring you to get results. It's really important for you to understand, well, what are the goals and outcomes that I have within this role and in this space? You know, am I trying to um, be more efficient and improve supply chain? 
Am I trying to market and get more people to follow and engage in our brand and in our space? Am I trying to get people to buy the product in sales? Am I trying to improve efficiencies and find ways for process improvements in my world? What are those outcomes that I'm trying to drive? And then what are the tactics that I'm going to take to get there as such a key piece? And your resume is about the outcomes that you get. That employer and the people around you want to understand what are you going to achieve, not just what are the tactics and the things that you're going to do day in and day out. I think this this leads right into my, where my head was going next in terms of if our listeners are looking or they're feeling stuck and they want to start new, they want to either find that new role within their company or find something else, start something new. And I'm so, even just hearing you talk about it today, I'm, I'm excited for you being in your new role because it works, it complements so nicely your passions and where you want to work and where you work in your side hustle. But anyway, for those of us who haven't just made that move and want to make a move, where do you even start? And maybe you're going to say the resume, but <laughs> where, how do you start when you're like, okay, I know I'm miserable or, okay, I know this isn't for me. I need to find the next thing. How do you do that? Yeah, it's a great question. First off, if you're feeling that way, like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I want to be doing. I feel like I need something new. You are not alone. You are listening to this podcast, maybe listen to many other podcasts or reading books or doing all of those things, but you are in the right place about thinking about, you know, building your own fairy tale and growing within yourself. So first off, kudos to you high fives all around, cheers, cheers, cheers. So the first and foremost place that I start with clients and that I start personally is understanding the why. Why do I need to change? And reflecting on where I am in this process. So what is it that you aren't liking right now? What is it that you feel like might be lacking? What is it that you want? What are the things that make you happy and really doing that self-reflection of what does, I'm using air quotes, success look like? What does your happiness look like? And even in your career, I don't just ask you what does your ideal job look like? I want to know what your life looks like. Are you in a relationship? Do you have a family? Are, where are you living? What are you, you know, what is your environment like in your day-to-day? What, what are, who are the people that make you happy? What, why are you changing this job or why are you thinking about a new job? And what is your broader mission? And then getting into, okay, the reflection on what do I like and not like about my current role? Is it the subject matter? Is it, is it the team? Is it the company that you don't align with? And reflecting on those pieces. So first and foremost, there's a lot of work to do in thinking about reflecting on what it is that you want and what it is that you don't want. I also am a firm believer in sometimes knowing what you don't want is equally as useful as knowing what you do. I can speak from experience and many, many people I've spoken to. I think only recently do I know a little bit more about what I want in my career and have more of a career vision. I remember being really young in my career and being so intimidated by people who are more senior than me because I was like, they know where they want to go. They know what they want to be. And like even being surrounded, I was always surrounded by super motivated, super driven, super ambitious. And they'd be like, I want to be a vice president. And I'd be like, yeah, 
I don't know if I want to be a vice president. I mean, sure, that sounds kind of cool, but I could never verbalize that I wanted to be it. Yeah. And so I think it's really important to start with reflecting on where are you? What do you like about where you are? What are the things that you think you would like to pursue and what you'd like to explore? And starting with that reflection phase. And I also think don't miss that phase because so often, right? Just like, like you indicated, Kristen, I was probably going to say, start with your resume. I actually think that that reflection is essential to your resume. You can do them somewhat, I'll say in parallel, because your resume is someplace where I would ask you to write down your accomplishments each day, put those accomplishments down at the end of the day, the end of the week, write down what you feel like you accomplished at the end of the month, write down what you feel like you accomplished because that starts to build your resume and starts to help you recognize yourself. But for me, it starts with really doing some of that work to reflect on what is it that I think I want and what do I think this vision looks like? Because that's going to help you to tell your story more effectively, both through your resume, but also in conversations with networking. And really, there's nothing more awkward than when people ask you like, so so what do you want? And you're like, well, uh, I don't know. Um, And again, I should say that to folks, if you do that, you are not alone. (laughs) I have definitely gotten that question of, what am I doing? I don't know what I want. Well, there you have it. If you're not sure what you're doing, validation that you are not alone. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, I want to take a break here because that reflection, that really exploring and crystallizing what your why is, is a huge step in this process. And this can be a really important step for you, whether you're in the market for a new job or not. If this resonates with you, make sure to tune in for part two, where Emily will take us through some tips for the interview process. In the meantime, you can find Emily on Instagram at emily.landgraf, where she puts out even more great tips almost daily. I highly recommend. And most importantly, if you know someone who may benefit from this episode, please share it. And don't forget to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode or leave a review. Thanks again for being here. I'm not giving up on my dreams, and I hope you won't either. I'm Kristen Latini, and this is Build Your Own Fairy Tale. When I set out on my solopreneur journey, I wanted to be the most organized and professional without spending a lot of money. Sound familiar? That's when I discovered a customer relationship management platform called 17 Hats, a game changer even if you're a newbie without tons of clients. Here are three quick reasons why I love 17 Hats. Number one, it allowed me to replace my scheduling tool. Hello, one less subscription to pay for. Number two, I can effortlessly send quotes, contracts, and invoices, helping me look super professional. And number three, magical workflows that allow me to automatically send emails and reminders without being tied to my inbox 24-7. The best part is they've got a free seven-day trial so you can check it out firsthand. And if you decide to purchase, here's the best part. Use code FAIRYTALE for a 50% discount off your first year subscription. So head on over to 17hats.com and check it out. Here's to simplifying and making things more magical.